You're listening to The Samitarium Podcast with Sam Langford. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome um, to episode three of The Samitarium Podcast. Um, I'm back again for a, another episode. Um, and on this episode, I'm going to be talking about hobbies and interests. I'm going to go over panic attacks. Um, and I'm also having another guest on. We've got my friend, very good friend Martin, on the show. Um, and we've got a bit of music for you. So I'm going to start the show by telling the people about uh, a post I did on the Sanitarium Facebook group. I did a uh, post just sort of asking people what, you know, coping methods they have um, in regards to hobbies and interests. So, you know, if you're feeling anxious or you're feeling low, is there something that you do to bring you out of that mood? Um, Or, you know, is there something that you uh, find relaxing uh, that you do? So I'm just going to go through all of them. I'm going to read everybody's out because I appreciate everybody uh, commenting and giving them, you know, giving your your uh, coping methods. So the first comment I got was from uh, Jimmy Tinsley. Um, so music. So Jimmy's put music. Um, Jimmy actually works for uh, works in the mental health. Um, sector for the NHS um, and he said there that he suggests music to his patients that helps him well, sorry that helps them distract the mind uh, even if it's one or two songs and then maybe they can you know restart the day which which is great um, I can relate to that because I, I do find music very very relaxing very therapeutic um, certain songs uh, like you know the ones I played last last week's uh, on last week's show the Clayton Jennings song you know, as much as it's quite a deep song, it does relax me um, and it does give me that boost, uh, especially towards the end of the song where he's kind of, you know, facing the demons and beating the demons. And so that that is a very good example of music. Um, I'm sure that is quite a popular, uh, you know, quite a popular one with a lot of people. Um, so... My next comment is from Dave Weston, um, who's put, struggled with depression and anxiety since I was 15. I found creating music for a long time helped me a lot, but unfortunately the effects of that wore off around five years ago. Uh, these days I find gaming and collecting horror-related stuff helps me keep level. So yeah, that is a uh, collection. So collecting stuff, again, Dave will know this, I also collect horror. <laughs> Uh, we have many good conversations in regards to a lot of horrors and send each other pictures of new stuff and uh, other things we've got so yeah collecting is a very very good thing it also opens up new communities of people I mean I've not spoken to Dave in my life before and you know the past sort of six weeks or so eight weeks um, you know we chat quite a bit um, and it's nice to have that in common with somebody because you can uh, you can chat away and you know it, it makes you feel good because they you know you understand what you you're both talking about and we also introduce new things um so firstly thank you for the comment and secondly well done for opening up with that first part um you know 15 years old is a young age um but yeah i've, I've seen that you said you know creating music so that's that's another you know, aspect of music that helps. So going on to the next comment, uh, Ashley Wentworth put gaming. 
uh, it allows me to escape from the world for a bit. I can plug my earphones in and just fully immerse myself, ignore the phones, etc. I also like I also like feel better when I'm in my garage when I feel up to it. Yeah, uh, that's the gaming again. Um, it is, it's you're kind of in your own world when you're gaming, especially as Ashley's mentioned, you've got headphones on, so you're uh, focused on what you're doing, you know, on that screen and, and enjoying yourself as well. Um, and going into the garage, I, I know Ashley very well, so I know that Ashley goes and you know, does bits of engineering and welding and stuff like that, and that's another thing that you know, will uh put your mind on on something so a lot of these relate because they are doing something in your head that keeps your mind active and your mind busy Um, so I'm going to carry on so yeah Liz Hodgson has put getting myself really immersed into a game so back to gaming again or or a book or doing croquet now that's uh, that's a different one a book very relaxing way I know a lot of people that do um, read to relax um she's gone on to say um it depends on the day which works sometimes nothing but mostly it's one of those three things um so yeah uh the the gaming is again a popular one um a book is a very popular one for reading and and croquet i hope i said that right i think i've said that right um but yeah all three of them is is your mind's focused on what you're doing especially with the croquet you know you you are really have to be focused because it's such a uh what's the word it's you've got to concentrate on it you know uh, so Luke Tinsley or Lulu Tinsley as he's called on here uh, which is a nickname I believe uh, football so football makes me feel part of something gives me targets to achieve and you're all and you're all there for the same reason win together lose together yeah very very true uh, football again that's one of mine uh, as unfortunately I can't go to watch my uh, beloved Lincoln City at the minute because of my uh, mental illness but you know it's still in in me it's still there and yeah I, I got that and he's also gone and say boxing uh, dealing with my emotions and anger in a controlled environment uh, and it's just me that I have to focus on and keep safe very very good um, that's that's boxing is great for anger issues I know that um, it's had a lot of effect on people in a positive way getting your anger out by going to an actual you know established boxing gym and starting a boxing starting boxing as a sport um, you're not taking your anger out on anybody else or anything else uh, so that that's a very good example and uh, you know proven to work very well with with stuff like anger so Martin uh, Martin McKenna who is my guest today um, he's put my main hobby is double edged sword I love my cars and tinkering with them and modding them working on them and achieving positive results make me happy but then if I hit a roadblock with it and it can happen often I can really it can really put a dampener on my mood knock me back for a while long story short I need a cheaper and more relaxing hobby <laughs> yeah um I know Martin very well. He's, he's my one of my best friends, and I know that he does a lot with cars and loves cars. Um, so it does keep his mind active, and you know, it is an expensive hobby, but it's an enjoyable hobby if you can afford it. Do it. But I could also understand the part where you're, um, you know, getting to a stage where you think, right, I've 
can't afford this next part or I can't afford this next bit, you know, so uh, I'm not going to be able to do it. And it does dampen your mood because you think, oh, well, I've really enjoyed doing that part and I'm I'm not going to be able to do it now until I can afford it. Or So, yeah, I, I can I can completely get that. Um, double-edged sword. You're going to have to explain that to me next time I see you because I, I do not... I should have asked you. I really should have asked you, but I haven't. Um... Double-edged sword. Is it to do with cars? Is it to... Yeah, just tell you what, mate. We'll talk about that and then maybe uh, we'll we'll figure it out. The mystery of a double-edged sword. That's just me being dumb. I don't know. So Jackie Langford uh, has put... I've started knitting for my new granddaughter when she comes. It stops my mind wondering. Jackie Langford is my mum. Um, she, the, the granddaughter she is referring to is my un, unborn daughter who's very very close in uh, entering this world um, so knitting yeah very relaxing uh, especially when you're doing it for something so you know so great um, you've got your know, expectations and you're uh, you're knitting away and thinking this is for my granddaughter when she comes you know so I can completely relate to that um, so yeah, uh, going down the list, um, David has put, I found colouring books very relaxing. Ah, I can't actually see why. Um, I've actually done a couple of colouring, co- excuse me, I've actually done a couple of colouring books myself. Um, it it does relax you and it, it it's very therapeutic for what it is. You, you can pick up a colouring book for 50 pence in Wilkinson's, you know, um, and start on it and do all your different you know keeping the lines of course that's the main rule well you've got to keep in them lines um although my son keeps in the lines more than me and he's uh he's only just you know nearly two but you know we'll talk about that another time um but yeah yeah very good example there david thank you for that um karen's gone on to say uh, my depression robbed me of all my joys socializing music gardening swimming going to gigs to name a few the only thing i enjoyed was rescuing and looking after hedgehogs well that is sad and happy at the same time sad that you've been robbed of all your joys because it's so so hard to you know lose something socially you love because it makes you happy and if you've not got it or can't do it um you're gonna be sad obviously sad you know it's, it's a horrible thing um and i'm sorry that that's happened and I'm, I'm i hope that your um depression is getting a bit better and if i was going to advise you um and i say I, i'm not a therapist but i am in therapy right now and i've actually only just come home from one of my sessions and we went a little bit about um socially uh, sorry social events and hobbies today um which is why i'm you know quite ready for this kind this show because of you know covering all these your um your socializing um i've been taught today but to do it step by step so if you want to try and get it back which is a, such a good thing to do because if you can get things like that back it will help you in the day-to-day um 
So rather than, uh, you know, going to a huge concert with loads and loads of people there, maybe try and go to something a bit less busy, uh, you know, a local local pub with maybe a, a singer on, you know, a little, you know, chap with a, an acoustic guitar who's going to do four or five songs and you don't even have to stay, just listen to him, you've, you've socialised, you've seen some friends, you've been with family and you know then go home if you want to go home then go home but it might keep you there and you think oh wow yeah you know i've done that um and then you can you can build yourself up you know so um and the hedgehogs well that's just lovely i love hedgehogs they're great they're not so great to touch because they they hurt when you touch them and the spikes and stuff but yeah i love i always remember the hedgehogs um as an advert there was an advert was it road safety advert uh back in maybe the scary but i think i'm gonna say late 90s early 2000s maybe even before that crossing the road and you know the whole green cross crow green cross crowd crowd green cross code um so yeah that's really cool so adam langford has written dogs riding his pad running music and he's put a weird combination well not really i i disagree um it's a combination of stuff you love adam so i wouldn't say it's weird mate i think um dogs you know a lot everyone loves well, not everyone loves dogs but a lot of people love dogs they're always you can always focus on a dog and then they love you unconditionally um riding your pad gets you out you know concentrating on the road maybe a bit of a ride in the countryside yeah i, I can understand running again exercise you know you can't get better than exercise when you feel down I've, I've always been told by mental health professionals to exercise as much as you can um so and music as as we've covered so thank you so graham nye has written weird combo for me super nerd on one side love my plastic toy soldiers especially painting them that allows me to be creative on the other side absolutely love going to the gym and really got into powerlifting moves always in morning before work and uh, he's also gone on to say that um he has he feels at the routine and feels uh, like he's achieved something before 7am and has a big boost um the last couple of, it's boosted him for the last couple of years which is great um so yeah, your plastic toy soldier part, I do, uh, I do get that bit because I think there's, uh, I believe, if you're talking about the, what's the word, Warhammer, Warhammer stuff, that can be relaxing because there's so so much detail in them figures and you're painting them one by one, you're painting their weapons, their their armor, their, you know, whatever there is on the figure. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool um, to to you know get into that. Um, and you've you've mentioned your powerlifting. Wow, well, powerlifting. Yeah, I can see adrenaline. You know, get they get the body pumping, get the blood pumping around your body. 
not sure if I agree with the 4.7am thing because, wow, that is early. But hey, if it works for you, Graham, then <clears throat> excuse me, I, I can completely understand. Uh, so that's a great example uh, as well. So uh, Jasmine has gone to say horse riding, uh, but mostly all of my cleaning and baking on Instagram. I'm not sure if that's a plug there, Jazz, to try and get some views. Oh, hey, you never know. It could be. Maybe we'll talk about it another time. Maybe when you're on the show. Um, but yeah, no, back back to your uh, your comment, horse riding. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, not something I would try. I would feel sorry for the horse if I got a horse. But hey, you know, um, if you're uh, enjoying your horse riding, I can see, you know, being in the countryside, somewhere out of the way, um, you know, your mind not on anything but the, the lovely views and, and the horse. And yeah, so it's a really good example. And then your Instagram, that's great that you're putting something out there to, uh, you know, that you enjoy to you're showing everybody. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. That's great. So, uh, <clears throat> so David has commented saying a few other bits that he must have remembered. Uh, he's put reading and some puzzles and mentioning the mighty Lincoln City, of course, the Imps. Uh, I can relate to the Imps, as everybody knows. I had a season ticket. Unfortunately, I had to give the season ticket up because of my immense illness. Um, but I've loved the Imps since I was, you know, four, five years old. Uh, they're a fantastic football club. Um, and I can completely relate to why that Lincoln City would make you feel so good. Um, reading and puzzles again nice relaxing way of you know ending the maybe the maybe the day a nice read a book before bed uh or if you just sat in the afternoon with a cup of tea read a book do a puzzle my auntie does it i can see why great um so on to jessica my friend from across the pond in atlanta georgia uh well not exactly atlanta but in georgia um she has put walking the dogs volunteering setting small goals and celebrating those victories because they can lead to bigger gains i.e i got out of bed today i'm on the i'm on time this morning my kids kiss me goodbye at school all those are victories absolutely what what a great comment that is that's a fantastic way of uh, putting it and I've actually learned this myself today at my therapy session um, to, you know, do things, just sometimes the smaller things you do, the day-to-day things that involve, for example, your example, your children, um, it does, it gives you a huge confidence boost and it makes you feel so happy and warm. Um, that just that bit at the end my kids kiss me goodbye at school all those are victories yeah that, that's that's fantastic and I, that is really really good jessica I, I can see exactly why um those sort of things boost your mood and, and thank you for for sharing um so keith uh on to my last comment keith wilkinson has put i find pushing myself to my limits in any way i can help i can helps me whether it's running mountain biking or kickboxing Anything that gets the adrenaline pumping and manages to divert my anger, etc., away from my thoughts. Very, very good. Um, I know Keith quite well, uh, very well, and he is a bit of an adrenaline junkie. Um, and he does push himself to limits, and it's incredible. And it does help his mental health because we've had conversations before. So, um, you know, with the kickboxing again, you, you anger, <clears throat> taking out stuff like that and you're angry is great. As I mentioned before, uh, on Luke's comment about the boxing, um, 
the running again it's exercise it's getting your blood pumping and and as i know keefe enjoys doing stuff like that so uh, it is great to to do that um and it does it diverts anger away so you know what more can you can you ask for if you're enjoying doing something like that and your anger is being diverted then you know keep it diverted and, and carry on doing it keith it's it's great i uh very good uh thank you for everybody who's commented i appreciate it and uh thank you for letting me mention all your names um that was a nice way to start the show with a bit of positivity you know with everybody's hobbies and interests um going on to me i won't go too far uh, i did mention when dave weston put his uh comment about collecting horror yeah that is my thing i collect horror i love horror movies um i have all the pop vinyl figures and sort of masks and my, my favorite is michael myers uh the halloween movies i've loved since i was you know in in my <laughs> I've loved them since I was probably 14, so a year I wasn't really allowed to watch them. But you know, who's who's going to say anything? It's 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 the way it is. They're great movies. Um, I love collecting the things. And as strange as this may sound to some people, which it definitely will do, but Michael Myers does help me a lot with day-to-day anxiety and depression. If I watch a Halloween film, I feel good. Um, and I'm laughing because it's like, so you, you know, people say, so you like watching a series killer it's not about that it's just about the film it's about john carpenter's writing it's about it's just about the whole halloween thing it's it's just incredible and it's something i adore um music is another thing i'm into a lot of different styles of music and my main music is heavy metal uh, and southern rock you know going to the countryside of things i love stuff like that uh, a band called the Steelwoods. i can um absolutely play day in day out which i do um and even get my son into it now so that is great as well um so i am at stage speaking of the Steelwoods. um i'm actually going to share a song by them today um i reached out to their manager derek who emailed me back saying please feel free to use our music on your show so that's great um so this song is called wherever you are um and it's a song that i listen to a lot um it reminds me of certain people so i'm gonna play it uh again you don't have to listen to it if it's not your thing skip through and then i'll start talking again and you carry on listening uh, but this is wherever you are by the steelwoods thank you Hope you know that I love you Wherever you are I can almost feel you As I stare at the stars Your life is the answer To a mother's prayer Maybe you can hear these notes Blowing through your hair And know that I love you Wherever you are I can hear your laughter Coming from the trees I hope I'm ready when our paths cross 
hope you find me on my knees I got a heart full of stitches And leather hands deformed But I've been deep in the trenches And I can weather any storm I hope you know that I love you Wherever you are I can almost feel you As I stare at the stars Your life is the answer To a mother's prayer Maybe you can hear these words Flowing through the air And know that I love you Wherever you
the Sanitarium Podcast. Yeah, that was the Stewards with um, Wherever You Are, one of my favourite songs ever. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you didn't, I apologise, but I can't get all these uh, trademark things to uh, play over music, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so this is part of the show where I do go on to one of the mental health problems I like to talk about. Um, so today we're covering panic attacks. So panic attack is a sudden episode of intense fear that triggers severe physical reactions when there is no real danger or apparent cause. Panic attacks can be very frightening. When panic attacks occur, you might think you're losing control, having a heart attack, or even dying. Absolutely true. Um, I've suffered with panic attacks uh, at a certain stage not so long ago. I was getting them on a regular basis, and they are absolutely terrifying. Um, I'm not afraid to admit they are terrifying. Uh, People who's had them will understand where I'm coming from because your body is just overtaken by this panic. Um, In my own experience, I was sweating. I was feeling sick. I needed to go to the toilet. Um, I was shaking. And I just felt genuinely genuinely ill. Um, My first panic attack actually happened in KFC. No, it wasn't because I didn't have any chicken left. Um, (laughs) It was because, funnily enough, this is how they can occur. They can occur in many different ways. And this, this occurred in a way I can laugh about it now, but at the time, you know, it was quite serious. Um, I, we were sat on a normal evening and I said, do you want to fancy KFC for tea to the wife? Oh yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Let's have a KFC. So I went on the, one of the, uh, food apps to order to deliver all done, paid for, job done. And then it got to a stage where it had been 45 minutes and there's like nothing's happening on the app and, you know, the food wasn't here. We've got a routine where we need to get our little boy to bed in the bath and that gets to me a lot. Um, I really, really struggle in that respect. So routine is a massive thing. I then thought, well, this ain't coming. So then suddenly I started shaking sweating feeling sick i didn't know what was going on i asked my wife what's, what's wrong what's wrong with me this is ridiculous you know i'm i'm, I'm sweating here like i've run five miles I, I don't know what's going on so uh she actually knew what this was after suffering herself and she said i think you're having a panic attack darling she calmed me down a bit and i thought they had gone um and in the end my my dad said look i'll, I'll take you to KFC, pick up your food, bless him. Fantastic, we'll do that. Um, and then it and then it carried on and it didn't stop. And I didn't know. I thought, you know, panic attack, five minutes, job done. This lasted a good hour. And I didn't eat my food uh, when we got it back. And after all that about getting some food, I didn't eat it. I, I didn't eat it till about half past 10 at night because it took a good hour, an hour and a half for it to go, for it to pass. And... Uh, <clears throat> When it did pass, it's a great feeling because you feel like you've recovered and you're like, wow, I don't want to feel like that again. But these things can come on at any moment in your life. Um, suffering with panic attacks is is so hard. It's horrible. It's a horrible, horrible thing. And if anybody does, tell us about them. Email me. Experience. It'd be great to read out on the show if you're happy for me to do that. Um that's my personal experience with panic attacks and i touch wood haven't had one uh in a good six weeks so 
I'm not saying I'm ever going to have one again because, like I say, they can just come out of nowhere. But they are the nastiest, one of the nastiest things you can ever have. Um, but to, you know, put it in your mind, it isn't a heart attack. It's a panic attack. I always thought it was a heart attack. I thought it was a heart attack that day. Um, but they can occur anywhere. You know, I've, I've had I've had them happen in, in city centre of Lincoln. Um, when I've braved myself to go out a bit, um, I've I've had them because I've pushed myself and I shouldn't have done. Um, so yeah, they, they can occur any time. So that um, covers them. Again, I would love to hear from you guys uh, in your own experiences that you're happy for me to read out on the show. That'd be great. Um, we are going to go on to getting a guest on. So it's time to introduce my second ever guest on the show. Uh, we've got Martin McKenna on today. Uh, I've known Martin a long, long time, and uh, he's going to go through a few of his um, mental health problems, his experiences. Uh, how you doing, Martin? All right? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Yeah, good, good, nervous, good. But... We're all nervous, mate. We're all nervous. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm going to crack on with some questions for Martin. He's just going to answer them um, as much as he wants to. There's no pressure. So, first question I've got for guests is, uh, what form of mental health do you suffer from? So, if you could just tell us a little bit about that, mate. Um, well, with me, it's uh, it's always been depression. Um, kind of something I've, I've suffered with a long time, but only really as an adult, like a, a grown adult, you know, like sort of in my 20s, did I ever actually get any help with it? I kind yeah. of just always suffered in silence. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I always felt that there was a... A weakness attached to it you know admitting that there's something wrong in your head yeah um so i was never i was never very uh forthcoming about the issues i just used to let it all get on top of me until something something sometimes came to a head you know i did something stupid or yeah i'd, I'd, I'd close to a breakdown i wouldn't be rolling in for work i, I wouldn't care that they'd, they'd they thought he's unreliable i didn't i didn't give a crap if i got fired to be fair it was yeah, like yeah. it got to the point where my life was like you know i've got an issue but I'm just going to shut myself away and deal with I it. I can't let it out. Yeah. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I understand that. I ended yeah. up getting made redundant from the job at the time when I had the biggest problems. Yeah. And I just sort of sat on it and never did it. Do, do you think if you maybe uh, was have been honest with the employee, it would have been a different story? Or do you think it would have just been... Do you just think that you would have never been able to get it out? It was just one something you kept in and that was it? I think because it was, it was a fairly long-going process with it all happening, that... It was kind of like my conduct weren't brilliant anyway. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Uh, it just got worse. Got so worse, yeah. I, I think they were already probably at the point of having enough of me when yeah, uh, when, it, when it got bad. And then towards the end of it, when I was at my worst, then yeah. obviously, yeah, you know, they'd had enough of me completely, which I understand looking back now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I weren't ever forthcoming. I never told them. Even no. when they left, made me redundant, I just said, oh, you know, I'm just... Left it as it yeah. was and yeah, yeah. just cracked so, on. I understand. So... um so obviously you mentioned you, you when you discovered it, but how, what sort of age was you when you discovered about your mental health? Well, deteriorating, you know. Um, to be honest, like like I mentioned about the the being an adult thing, mm. um, younger people just put think you're a moody teenager. Yeah, that's but, true. Yeah, um, I've but, had that experience. Yeah. Exactly. So, but because of experiences when I was growing up, um, I was probably actually suffering when you, you what you class me as a child. Right, yeah. You know, sort of age 13, 14, 15. Things were, things were going quite bad at home. Mm. Um, and, yeah, there was definitely a, a change in my, my behaviour, the way I, the way I felt about life. And, you know, like I just I started skipping school and stuff. And yeah, yeah. 
most important year of my life, GCSEs. I ended up walking out of school with only four of them because I just didn't go for the last few months of school, the most important ones. So it was a it was a gradual thing that probably started a lot younger than I ever really paid much attention to until I started speaking to somebody like yourself when we became friends again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously yeah. now onto the podcast, it's kind of like you can relate to stuff. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so thirteen and fourteen is a very young age. Yeah, it's been um, it's been a long well over half my life. I've battled with depression, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's only now that I really talk about it at the yeah. age of 35. 35. Yeah. So. Sometimes it takes that long to actually uh, yeah. kind of admit it to yourself, let alone to the world, you know? And well, knowing someone like <clears> you <throat> and, and the people you've engaged with, it, it helps me know that there is people out there I can talk to because I, I did kind of feel that I was like, my mates just thought I was just a miserable git, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you're just a mardy, mardy idiot, and there's no wrong with you. you. Just, it's all, you know, well, they say it's all in your head, but it is in your head. Yeah, That's yeah, exactly what it is. Absolutely. It is in your head. Yeah. Uh, when so. people say it's in your head, yeah. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Where else is it going to be? It's not yeah. in your foot, is it? You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. It's, and, um, and, you know, so spending time around people who dismiss it and didn't think it existed yeah, makes yeah. you even worse and makes you closing even more. It does. It does. I, I even know. if you're the most outgoing person in the world. Don't matter, does it? No. Don't matter. It don't matter now at all. That's, that's right, exactly. Well, he's prime example for me. You look at Robin Williams, a comedian and yeah. actor, you know, the happiest man in the world, and look what happened, you know. So, yeah, yeah it is. Uh, it can happen to anybody and, and it does happen well, to Well, Chester Bennington's another example. The day before on video Absolutely. laughing with his family. Absolutely. Family yeah. fun, uh, board games, and yeah, yeah it's, it's very sad. Um, so, wanted to just ask you about coping methods that you do. Um, I mean, we're going to go on to hobbies and interest in. Uh, a little bit later on in the show but is there any particular coping methods that you you use for your depression or anything like that um even if it's just you know standard things like playing a bit of music or uh watching a certain program i mean i know you mentioned on the group you like your gaming so yeah yeah i usually um i mean the music list is quite dark anyway for any time any mood nothing wrong with that i listen to a lot of of doom and death metal yeah so it's always going to be the music's always going to be a bit dark and and depressing i guess yeah i also find comfort in listening to that when i I do feel a bit down because i'm like do you know what these guys i'm listening to they sound like they know exactly what i feel like yeah yeah i I can relate to that with the music i listen to as we know we've got similar interests so yeah so um yeah, that that does help. Listen to listen to some of me. Put on some of my favourite, like really. I mean, I guess you'd almost say like they've got the pace of a funeral march. Some of it, absolutely, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, listen to that and it just like chills me out. And yeah, gaming again. I like to throw myself headfirst into a game because it's just like escapism. It's like I can go and. I can go and like cut the head off a demon in, in a video game. And yeah. it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, you're looking at a horror fan, mate. I understand yeah, all yeah, that, so you know. Like, oh, I, just gotta, I gotta take it out on this monster instead of like, you know, going out and being a, a bad person sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's, it's a clever way. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, and obviously, um, coping with it, knowing I've got my son, Evan, he, he keeps me grounded. It's like, he, he's my one constant that I look to if I ever feel re- in a really bad place. I know that I've, I've got him in my life and I can never let him down. Yeah. So I've got to, I've got to be around for him. So you focus on your son. And, yeah. That stopped know. me going to the darker periods that I went to before I had him. So yeah. Yeah. Definitely a lifesaver he is. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's a very good lad. Um, yeah. Thank you. I know Evan very well, uh, being as close as we are. Yeah. But I'll stop with the soppy crap. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we're just going to quickly go to another question, which is um, if you would like to share a situation, you don't have to. Um, but I've written one of the questions here that can you give me one example of something that's triggered your mental health? Um, something like a story surrounding that answer, if you know what I mean. So, um, 
well, obviously, because I've suffered a lot, there's quite a few things that have, have triggered it, made it worse. Yeah. Obviously, been things that sometimes, again, you might know yourself, it just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, you can literally yeah. there, there can be nothing wrong. Um, life will be going pretty swimming, and you'll just be feeling like, oh, I've got no reason to feel like that's what the hell's yeah, going what's on. What's going on? Yeah. So there's yeah. been a lot of cases like that, but the most recent one um, was uh, I had nowhere to live at. The, at one point and uh, I ended up moving back to my dad's yeah and you know what I thought should I say this out, out to people who are going to hear it but then I've I've also thought why should I cover up people's feelings mm. and worry about how they feel about something I'm saying maybe a few years later yeah, yeah when at the time they put me in a position where they made me feel like I wasn't welcome in the only place I could stay yeah yeah, you know, so I just yeah, wanted yeah. to get that out there first of all. Yeah. If anyone thinks I've just come across as a, you know, a bit of a, a bit of an ass for saying it, then mm. well, in other words, better words, tough shit. It's, it's yeah. what I'm. It's how yeah. my life and it happened to me, and it was I was living at my dad's. My dad's always worked away. Uh, he works abroad, and, and there's always been issues, underlying problems with my stepmom for years. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know what I'd done to suddenly cause an issue, but she just started like being funny with me right yeah you know just yeah. like having, having a moan about stuff that i didn't have a clue what she was talking about okay um i was paying my rent and obviously i was supposed to be getting me evening meal provided for me and that you know right, yeah yeah and she, she stopped going shopping for whatever reason but then like she'd go when her daughters come to stay at the weekend so like i'd be eating fucking stale bread and like there'd be nothing in the freezer except chips or something Right, you yeah. know, and it's just just little things like that. You start to know, you start to think, well, what's going on here? Yeah, why is that happening, sort of? Thing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, so I was already feeling uneasy. You know, I was feeling anxious because I was on edge because I didn't feel welcome in this house that my dad had well said I could stay in, and then he's away and all this trouble start. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it come to a head anyway. To cut a long story short, where she decided to kick off at me for leaving the toilet seat up. Right. Okay. Now, in my head, that's a non-issue. Men pick it up, women put it down, what's the problem? Mm. You know, but this is what she decides to have a go. Well, men, we do stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes. Uh, she, so she started kick off about that and started making out that, you know, that she gets no privacy with me there and all this lot. Mm. Um, and, you know, I'm always in the way. And this was only because I took three days off on holiday, spent some time with my son yeah. in the half term. Right. The irony of this me being in the way was, this day she had got me for being in the way, her daughter and all the kids come round. Right. Okay. So it wasn't about me being in the way. It was about the fact that I wasn't her child. I was a father. I was a son yeah. of somebody yeah, else. Yeah. She's never lied. She didn't want you in the house. And she I wasn't want wanted in the house. So that that caused a real big problem for me, because obviously, like I say, I felt unwelcome. I had nowhere to live. It really did push me back on on the edge, and I ended up back on antidepressants. And, yeah, yeah. I can uh, I can understand you why. Know, I, I was my work again started struggling because yeah. of the effect that it had on me. Um, because it doesn't matter whether. You know, the feelings were mutual. I didn't want to be there with her. It's the fact that she had orchestrated this this situation. It wasn't just coming out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. She made sure it was when my dad was away again, so it was my word against hers. Right, yeah. Very yeah. clever way of playing it, really, for her, isn't it? It's, yeah. Uh, you know. well, like I said, I, I weren't too sure about talking about this, but if any of my family hear it and they get offended, like I said, it's tough shit because I've kept quiet for too long about it's it. It's your story, mate. And yeah. this is going to make you feel better getting it out. Yeah, You're not only really. getting it out to one person, you're getting yeah. it out to all the listeners. And, and I bet there's one listener out there you can guarantee that can relate to something like that. Yeah. Uh, especially when and, I allow people to share the podcast eventually. Well, yeah. There'll be even more people that will actually uh, understand. You the know? whole thing about it was, was 
I'd actually done nothing wrong. Mm. I hold my hands up when I've made a mistake. I'd literally yeah. done nothing wrong. I was getting in from work. I was getting out of the way. Yeah. I was cooking my tea, tidying up everything. I was giving her no reason. And that's why the toilet seat was the excuse. Yeah. Because well, she, she couldn't she, she find... She was looking for something yeah. so small. Yeah, she just When leaving a toilet seat up is a yeah. massive issue for her and it's made you feel that way. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, it was only a few weeks before <clears throat> I said to her, you know, I feel bad that I've still not found anywhere to live when I promised I'd only be here a few months. I said, so I'm going to go stay at my mum's for a few days, give you some peace. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, you don't have to, it's fine. Mm. So I, in one way, put the idea in her head that I was in the way. Right. And I she see. rolled with it weeks later to get rid of me, basically. She's playing the game, isn't yeah. she? Yeah. She's so playing the game, yeah. That day it happened anyway, she started kicking off. I just rang my mum and says, I've got to get out of here, mum. Yeah, yeah. And I'd already discussed about moving back in with my mum in this poxy two bed house that didn't fit us all in. Yeah. Because I just had to get out of there. And I said, yeah. look, I've got to come back today, mum. I said, it's, she started kicking off and I can't, I just can't. It's too much, yeah. Yeah, I can't yeah. deal with it. So I literally chucked as much as I could in the back of a little Renault Clio. Yeah. Now, anyone who's got a Renault Clio knows how small they are. I'm trying to move house in one. Was that your little black one? It was, yeah. I one went to Laugh. Went, went to Laugh, yeah. yeah. Got it, um, yeah. You know, you can't move house in one of them, but I had to. Yeah, yeah. So just that was it. Crammed it all in. Crammed all my stuff in as much yeah. as I could in a couple of hours. Got rid of half my clothes down a charity bank, slid in a room for them, and in the back of my mum's house. There you go. And, it, you know, it took me ages to get get sort of sorted with that because it just yeah. it doesn't matter that I was out of the house it was the fact that I'd been broken down mentally yeah, yeah, by it yeah. it took me ages to get back yeah, in the not, it's not you've not recovered straight away when you've got out of the house you're yeah. still there in the back of your mind and it's playing at you all the time yeah yeah it's okay. like you cut yourself in it it might stop bleeding but the scab's there for a couple of weeks absolutely exactly the reminders of it yeah. you know there I've, I've had so, it myself I've overthinking as well you know it's come, yeah. it all comes in the same thing um so yeah, uh, right. That well, was thank... a bit of a long answer, wasn't it? Sorry. No, no, you crack on, mate. There's no, there's no time limit on these uh, interviews, as long as we don't miss kick off. Yeah. Oops, did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, the last question, mate, is um, just a quick one, really. It's just if you have any, do you know of any family history with mental health problems? That's all. Yeah, I do. It's it's not something. It's not my place to discuss the, the family's history, but... No, I know um, that I expect you to. It's just if you've... You, you, it's literally just that one question. Have you got any yes? That's yeah, what you need yeah, to say. Yeah, I mean, I can elaborate a little um, bit and it comes from... Him, I'll explain why I'm asking this question is because I, um, I'm i interested to know if family history is a thing, if it's hereditary. Because sometimes I know people that suffer with mental health and none of their family do. Yeah. So I think it's a bit of a mixed bag in that respect. See, I, I, um, I wonder <clears> if it is... Not so much something that's hereditary, but because if your immediate family member suffers, mm. it has an impact on you, and it therefore kind of it can, off it on can your... trigger it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As opposed to it being something in your blood, like maybe like heart disease, for example. Yeah. I wonder if it's something you inherit from atmosphere rather than. Yeah, maybe hereditary is the yeah. wrong word for that. I mean, hereditary. No, I understand what you mean, though. It's one of them things that don't nobody knows, do they? No, no, they don't. They don't. So, maybe um, they will never know either, because yeah. it's one of them. Yeah, yeah it's one, let's face it. Once, once you, I know they're looking to do autopsy studies on brains, but once you're dead, the brain doesn't give any answers, really. Absolutely does it? not. You know, no. so, and if it did, um, that'd be very weird. But, but yeah, it, the family history of mine is it started with my mum with postnatal depression when my sister was born. Right. Okay. Um, right. Yeah. And I don't know about anyone else. Obviously, it's like family's quite I'm not one of those people who's massively close to my family I've only ever spoke to like my mum about stuff like this so. yeah it's your, your immediate family yeah yeah, yeah. I so I, I, yeah. that's the only one I know of I don't know about okay. anybody else okay well that's pretty much it mate to be honest that I've uh, we've covered everything um is there anything you want to say before we uh before we stop no no obviously 
if I've slipped out a few swear words, I apologise. No, we're I'm... allowed to swear. I've That's been given right. the go-ahead by that. I was going to say, it's just sometimes they just come out when I'm rambling on and I don't notice. <laughs> we all do that, mate. I do it all the time. I did it on my first episode, so and, yeah. and now we're on episode three, so um, swearing's fine. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, happy days. So, yeah. right, well, thank you ever so much, mate, for coming on. No, um, thanks for having it's me. It's been a pleasure, and uh, we'll leave it there. The Sanitarium Podcast. So, well, thank you everyone for listening. Um, I'm really humbled by the support I keep getting on every episode. It's great that people are, you know, and just one one thing I wanted to mention. Um, I'm not going to mention his name because I've not asked if I'm allowed to. <laughs> but a friend of mine who I met, um, you know, recently through mental health groups and things actually said to me the other day that, he wasn't feeling very good and you know he had a bad couple of days and I, I was chatting to him and saying you know I'm, I'm here if you want to chat and you know is there anything I can do and he actually said that he'd seen somebody regards to his mental health and actually mentioned me um, me and my podcast saying that it, it helps him you know knowing someone with the same problems and that was literally one of the best things I've ever heard somebody say about me um, because I, I do do this because I enjoy it, as I've mentioned. But I also do want to help people. Um, I want to help people that are going through the same as me or you know, or don't know they're going through the same as me, but this podcast has made them realise that they are. I really do hope it helps because I, I really genuinely do. And that's just not that's not me being, being, you know, saying that on a microphone because I know how many people listen. That is me saying, being so genuine. I, I do want to help people. Um and to get comments like that well it just means the absolute world to me um and i really appreciate it you know like i said if you can help one person then i'm doing a good job so it's absolutely fantastic um now ending the show this week uh i'm going to end it with something a bit different um i'm going to go back to clayton jennings again i'm going to play a short clip of his uh, just over a minute long and it's called this is my prayer for you now again i i understand that not everybody is religious um i understand that not everybody wants to listen to the music on the shows it's it's completely fine but uh this is something i actually listen to every night before i go to sleep because it just gives me that um i am a christian I, i'm admittedly i'm a christian i've been brought up as a christian with my family um you know, I don't go to church every Sunday, but I, I believe, and I that's that's my views, you know, that's my opinion. But the last thing I want to do on this show is talk about religion or politics, because <laughs> me and my friends have uh, actually uh, have rules of not speaking about religion or politics, because it can just cause so many arguments. So um, I'm going to play this. Uh, it is, again, it is a short clip. Um, it's something I do really enjoy listening to just before bed it relaxes me uh, it sends me really good vibes um, and it's just really nice uh, so I'm going to play this by Clayton Jennings and this is called My Prayer For You This is my prayer for you Please know that I pray for you. I pray negative people get held at a distance 
I pray God will come to your defense in an instant. I pray you never get defensive when your name is mentioned. It's better to walk away than to live in tension. But listen to me. I pray you live life intentionally. When someone is down, be a friend of their need. Serve others before you serve yourself. I pray you live for more than a pursuit of wealth. I pray you look vertical and keep your eyes off the horizon. I pray you walk to God's ocean of grace and you dive in. I pray you worship Jesus and not the church. I pray you keep your head held high and you walk in your worth. Don't you ever let anyone tell you that you were made for less. I pray you give and get blessed. And I pray you spend your life looking forward and not back. I pray you never forget where you came from wherever you're at. I pray your days are long and your nights are calm. I pray your spine stays stiff and you live to fight on. I pray you find something to believe in and your legacy trails on. I pray Jesus is your reason and your soul sails on. There we go, guys. That's Clayton Jennings and my prayer for you. Um, so I am at the end. I've enjoyed doing it again. Um, just before I do go, I'm just going to mention a few things in episode four. So episode four i do have emails to read out my first emails to the show uh, which is highly appreciated for the people that sent them in uh, i am going to read them out and talk about them a little bit um so we're going to talk about some different mental health me- mental mental health charities uh, that are out there um just to give you a bit of information about them phone numbers you know websites things like that in case there's anybody that doesn't know them it, you know it could help in in any situation um i'm also going to be speaking to another guest which uh is my first guest which is uh remaining anonymous which is again i must state that it is absolutely fine to do that um i appreciate you coming on the show people that want to be remain anonymous or want to uh tell them tell people your name is absolutely fine either way uh so that's that's a great interview um scheduled for episode four um we are going to go into talking about being a parent um and having mental men, mental mental health problems um which is something i am uh something quite a few people are i'm sure um and i'm just going to share a few experiences i've had uh a few experiences that you know happens or hap- happened or happening right now and delve into a bit of uh, a song again um which is going to be quite a deep song but i'll go more into that during the during the episode um so that is it i am done for another episode and i want to send as much love as i can and hugs to everybody who listens and uh i want you all to keep stay safe be kind lots of love just testing the microphone at the minute thank you very much testing are you working yeah hello welcome to the podcast uh we are on episode three now um, so I'm going to stop that and Kai, you can delete this because I've messed up already. Cheery bye. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. I blame myself. So do I.